You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host, Patrick Donahoe. You know, there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be the ideal solution. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this month's podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe at Paradigm Life. It is, uh, it's ironic that uh, we did this podcast at an event a couple weeks ago in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, due to the fact that a lot of the things that they were talking about at this conference have come to fruition over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we've just faced a, a tremendous decline in the market this past week. I'm, I'm broadcasting right now, August 6, 2011. Uh, last night, triple, uh, Standard & Poor. The rating agency of, of credit downgraded the U.S. from AAA to, to AA+. Plus. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and, and the, the irony is in the fact that uh, the individuals at this conference and the corresponding book that they wrote talks a lot about just the flawed monetary policy and the way in which we're, we as a country are trying to get out of this re- recession and depression. Uh, please email us for a copy of this free ebook. It It talks in very plain English, not in economic lingo, talks in very plain English uh, the, the reason why our current monetary policy is flawed and a couple ways in which we can correct it. The ebook is absolutely free. Please email us at info at paradigmlife.net. That's P A R A D I G M L I F E.net. Please also visit us on our blog going to www.paradigmlife.net. Check us out on YouTube as well, as well as Facebook, and go back and listen to our previous podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed this pre-recorded session. It's uh, it was it was very interesting conference, and uh, I got got a lot and gleaned a lot from it. And uh, and Brad Gibb, who is a good client and friend of mine, also joined me, and he has some very valuable insight into the topics that were discussed a few weeks ago. Make it a great month, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks for downloading this this month's podcast. Uh, we, we're actually broadcasting from uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, in the middle of a, a, a crazy heat wave. But uh, we're glad to be here. It was an awesome uh, event. This was a, a broadcast that we did last year um, from what's called the uh, the Night of Clarity. And Night of Clarity is a, uh, a group of, of individuals, uh, businessmen and economists, that, uh, that basically put together um, a, a variety of speakers and, and topics and talked a lot about uh, monetary policy, uh, economics, and so forth. This is the second annual one. Um, among the speakers are uh, Robert Murphy, Thomas Woods, Carlos Lara, uh, Paul Cleveland, Nelson Nash, Richard Ebling, and uh, Richard Grant. Now, uh, the majority of these guys, aside from uh, aside from Nelson Nash, are are economists and, and businessmen and have no real role. In, uh, in the insurance industry, but they've gotten together because obviously there are some significant flaws right now in economics, monetary policy, and so forth. These individuals are of a school of thought that uh, not only predicted what happened uh, in 2008, but also the, the previous boom and bust cycles of the economy. So 
their their words and their theories, um, which is actually a perpetuation of theories that they learned, are are extremely relevant. And so the idea of this weekend was basically to get together and and talk about potential solutions. Now I didn't come alone. Uh, last year Trevor Keel uh, accompanied me, who um, is a great fan of the show and also a client of Paradigm Life. But this um, this trip, uh, Brad Gibb, who is is not a stranger to the podcast. And uh, he, he accompanied me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow Brad just to, to talk a little bit about um, why he came, um, what he hoped to get out of it. Maybe even before that to discuss briefly his background and how, I guess, the correlation between um, what we're talking about, this conference, the individuals that are speaking, and, and your background. Sure. It's good to be here, Patrick. Uh, other than the heat, it's uh, it's been great. So quick background on me. I, I've got uh, a Master's of Accounting degree. I work with a, uh, a local CPA firm, uh, so I and I don't even do taxes. I, I do audits, and so my connection to anything uh, infinite banking or life insurance is distance at best. But uh, this for me is more of a, a personal interest. I, I do have a degree in economics as well and, and a background in statistics, and so this has interested me, and, and I had kind of gotten onto this this economic school of thought of the Austrian school of economics, which got me thinking about this and then, and then met you and, and became a client. Um, and, and you and I have done some work together. And so coming out here for me was, was just to continue to solidify and reinforce the importance of understanding money, understanding banking and finance, and understanding what role I can play in that, both strengthening my own personal finances and and structure there but also what role if any we can all play in fixing this which which was a big focus of the of the night of clarity this time around which I thought was really good so that that's me that's why I'm here and so it's it's interesting your your background we've had you know a lot of conversations about you know what what group you you run with the the crowd that you run with but um, looking at maybe some of the, the the colleagues or individuals that you studied with in whether it's grad school or your undergrad, um, what the whole idea of clarity is obviously obviously having a perspective of clarity when it comes to specific economic principles. We we've had discussions about just the lack of clarity even among the the I wouldn't say elitist but maybe the more educated and, and professional arena. How why do you, why do you think there is a disconnect? Well, without going to the conspiracy theorist side, <laughs> there I think there definitely is a disconnect in that um, the abounding economic philosophies that are out there that have been out there for the last hundred years are in support of the current system, and they're funded and and, and supported by by that through uh, public government schools and through just the because it's the popular thought and what everybody agrees on if you don't agree with if you don't agree on it you have a difficulty getting in and and being part of it you also have it it difficult to access somebody that can teach you something that's different than mainstream and so that's just what is out there and being taught and hasn't quite been um, completely debunked or you know disproven although we are seeing that there's getting at least a little bit more recognition of this type of idea but but yeah it's definitely not the mainstream and it's definitely not what most um, economists subscribe to or would even acknowledge as a reputable theory yet at this point and these guys i mean and and some of the speakers are not you know right-wing crazy lunatics i mean this you know tom tom dr woods thomas woods 
has uh, has multiple bestsellers on the New York Times list. Um, he is a, a frequent commentator on uh, on Fox Business, MSNBC, and and so forth. Um, same thing with with Bob Murphy. He had you know well first off Tom Woods got a. a Undergrad from Harvard and then his PhD in economics from from no, Columbia. PhD in history. P- sorry, PhD, PhD in history, history from from Columbia, and then uh, and then Bob Murphy got his PhD in economics from from NYU, and then you have Paul Cleveland who is you know seems a lot younger than he actually is, but he's been in in the circle for a long period of time. Anyway, all of these guys have have made significant uh, contributions to the recent media to explain what happened, why it happened, and why it's going to continue to happen unless certain things are, are changed in the infrastructure of policy. So these aren't, I mean, what we what we went through over the last couple of days um, is significant from the standpoint that, you know, more, like you said, more people are paying attention to um, to different theories as, as far as how, how we can solve these these problems. Um, maybe today, what, what, what do you think we're going to be, or say and yesterday, what were some of the common themes that people were bringing up as far as questions and, and how are these guys, you know, basically trying to create solutions, not just in 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 uh, in theory, but also in practice. Yeah, I, I think the objective of the event was twofold, and you touched on both of them. One first was to learn and get an understanding, and and learn what money is, how it works, what the Federal Reserve is, what the current monetary policies are, and what this what their ideas were as to as to why it is incorrect and and what the the problems caused by that are, and then second what we can do to a protect ourselves and shore up our own financial situation and b what we can do as individuals to to better help solve the problem because we're i think that it's a consensus here that government's not going to solve it It, it's got to come down to an individual and we've got to do what we can and that was that was kind of what the second day was all about was how we can implement a plan that will help us and help the the economy as a whole. Yep, and I and I think that's I mean that's how you have to approach any problem is first you have to look at the 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 philosophical fundamental disconnect between um, what what was hoping to have worked and what actually works. And uh, something I was thinking about the the, the two days was I, I like to associate things with with movies for some reason. I think there's a lot to learn from from different movies. One in particular was was the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. And the Truman Show, um, you know, basically the reason why I'm bringing that up is, is because you have this guy that's in this fake world and suddenly wakens up to, to the world. He recognizes that it's all a game. He's just a pawn. He's, you know, basically a, t- a TV show host. And it's, you know, obviously it's Jim Carrey and he has you know, his funny character and sees all these different things. Uh, but at the end, it's kind of sad because here this, this guy has lived in a fake world for his entire life. And kind of in connection with that is the Matrix, which you which you brought up, which is mm-hmm. something very similar. And I think that you know that that might be a, a very extreme way of explaining our situation, but I think that you know individuals we don't really understand the world around us from the standpoint of money. And the reason why I say that is because that's our primary objective in, in you know in the majority of our day. We get up. Um, well, previous to that, we are schooled in a system that teaches us to become educated. Uh, go to college, get a degree, and then get a job and spend the majority of our time employed to work for a dollar, which gets transferred to somebody else for our expenses to maintain a certain livelihood, right? And individuals are spending the majority of their day working for a dollar, working for money, but yet the, the individuals that really understand the primary tenets of money and of dollars, and especially of how our monetary system works in the United States, it's it's null and void. It doesn't exist. Well, it exists to an extent, but 
the majority of people, even today, after we've had a banking crisis, a financing crisis, uh, a mortgage crisis, a real estate crisis, a stock market crisis, people still do not understand the primary tenets of money. Well, and, and the reason, the connection you were making between The Truman Show and the reason why is because this, this false world has been manuf- manufactured as to what money is, what its job is, where it comes from, and how it is to be managed. So for everybody that's alive today has lived under this this system mm-hmm. that has been manufactured that they're all supposed to believe. And, I, and what we're doing and what a lot of people are trying to do is get people to wake up and realize that that it's it's a manufactured system and it's not what it really is by nature mm-hmm. and, and on its own. And, and so I think that was kind of the connection that, that we're trying to wake up and, and understand what money is, where it comes from. And it's not that we're trying to say that it's bad, no. you know, that we're getting up and working all our lives for money. It's yeah. not that. It's that that's the that's the medium of exchange. That's that's what defines us as a as a as a society that, you know, we, we've advanced to the point where we can have this medium of exchange. Yeah. But we but in order to to live effectively in the society, we, we do have to understand what it is. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, if you, if you look at individuals, I think they desire to, and it's not like we're trying to be a, a conspiracy theorist because we're not. There's been a, a variety of books, a variety of shows, a variety of things associated with how to properly educate you on what money is, what, what it is today, what it was in the past, and how the government is involved, the bank is involved, and, and what true monetary policy should be. Because right now, you look at a system that the, the results of the system are not, not that great right now. We obviously have a, a looming debt ceiling. If you were to go ask anybody on the street as far as what does that mean, most people would not be able to explain what that is. Most people don't understand deficit spending. They don't understand why a government, a federal government runs a deficit. They don't understand that. They don't understand the, the role of the Federal Reserve when it comes to you know money creation and you know the quantitative easing, which has been the primary you know solution or hopeful solution to the problem. And it's it's unfortunate because what it allows is is demagoguery, which is you have these seemingly smart people that basically say, "Listen, this is what's good for you. You know, we're looking out for your best interest." But again, their solutions are are flawed because in the past they've never they've never worked, and it's and it's unfortunate. But I think that you know the mission that uh, that that Bob Murphy and Carlos Lara, who are the two authors. Um, of the these two days, and also the book that's you know basically was released last year, um, and you know began this kind of yearly event, how, how privatized banking really works. That's their mission: is to really create an easy way to learn how money works, what true money is, and how you know it's been you know pardon my language bastardized over the last uh, last hundred years since the inception of the Federal Reserve and and a central bank. And they do a, a, an amazing job of portraying how the system works. Now, as you were, you know, in in statistics, and you were obviously in these different, you know, high level classes. I mean, what was the consensus? Because obviously you were studying numbers, studying money, and so forth. What was the consensus or understanding, or maybe even teaching, in regards to what the Federal Reserve was and what its role was with the American economy? Well, the consensus is that that a central bank is necessary for, well, in order to have a solid foundation for your economy uh, th- to give it yeah I mean t- to have it as a solid base that it, it's there to, to smooth out the peaks and valleys and to help um, alleviate us from the business cycle 
by expanding credit when we're in a deflationary depression type system and then retracting that credit um, in order to keep booms from getting out of control. That, that's the, the consensus and the idea and, and the argument there is, is, you know, we can sit here and point to how flawed it is, but somebody that is of that ideology is going to say, well, think how much worse it would have been if it, we didn't have it. So it, yep. that's, that is my understanding of where they're coming from. And, and I, I mean, you look at their perspective and, I, and we can see why they would, they would feel that way. However, the Federal Reserve's, you know, the, the original objective was to be, you know, the lender of last resort. resort. And so you and, had... And defender of the value of it, our currency. It, exactly. And they've not done much to, to help in, in this situation with what's, with what's going on. So the, the book, the How Privatized Banking Really Works, really talks about the foundation of the Fed and also how the Fed <clears throat> basically creates a boom and bust cycle. And this isn't some new new phenomenon. Um, there was a, uh, a uh, an economist who won uh, the Nobel Nobel Prize in economics back in the fifties um, that talked about you know this very thing about how the Federal Reserve and the printing of money and you know the manipulation of money and monetary policy will create these run up of booms and then subsequent subsequent busts. And it, he was kind of considered this 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 crazy guy back then. And now, you know, but yet a lot he of, still won a Nobel Prize. But he so still won a Nobel. Well, it's amazing how we've forgotten what yeah. we did regard as something credible. Yep. But again, you know, Paul Krugman won the Nobel Prize, and you can obviously point to his credibility from you know the the, the left, but also hit you know millions of people discrediting him from the yep. right. Yep. So I mean, even though you have these prize, I mean, it, it kind of creates notoriety. And it creates, you know, a better clout for them, so that they're on a, a higher pedestal. But nonetheless, it doesn't define, you know, what their philosophy is as perfect doesn't mean or just. Right. Yep. yep. And so, you know, the whole the whole road to serfdom and the, the whole, you know, uh, movement of, um, you know, Austrian economics because of this Nobel Prize. I mean, it kind of started, but people still still didn't give a lot of credence to it. But right now, um, they are. I mean, Ron Paul is one of the the the, the foremost uh, proponents, as far as political in the political arena is concerned, uh, foremost opponents of of a free market and Austrian economics, and you know basically that whole that whole philosophy, and you know the the bill that he had you know set up a few years ago uh, to audit the Federal Reserve, he hardly had any any co-sponsors of it. But now he's had hundreds and hundreds of sponsors. You've had a Tea Party movement. Not to say that all this is good or bad, but what it is, it's showing that other people are seeing that uh, central banking system and how it operates is pro- it's not the best thing for an economy. Mm-hmm. And you know this, well, or or at minimum, they're questioning it they're, and they're, they're, and they're wanting it. to know yeah. and, what yeah. it is yep. and 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 its effects. So yeah. Yep. And so and. I mean, you look at uh, you look at the media, you look at the internet, you look at how you know quickly that message is spreading, and people are starting to wake up. And so, the whole idea behind you know why I brought up the Truman Show and the Matrix is here you had obviously these fictional characters, but you had these characters that were willing to open their mind. They were willing to say what's what's going on, especially you know Neo. Obviously, he he you know had that had that choice that Morpheus gave him. You know the famous you know famous phrases. You know the blue pill or the red pill, and his choice was based on him having an open mind. And these days, I think that we all uh, buy into rhetoric. Now, I think I'm guilty of this. I think I mean every everybody is, um, but I'm willing I'm willing to admit it. And you know, one of the things that I tried to adopt as a personal philosophy is to is to look at everything, 
whether it's it's even religious based, whether it's economics based, whether it's financial strategy based, investment based. I, I look at everything and have an open mind to everything. I don't try to discredit anything until I've properly analyzed it and looked at it and so forth. But yet you don't see a lot of that these days. And it's and it's very harmful because people, you know, limit their ability to grow and they also limit their ability to solve to solve problems. How do you see, you know, maybe because you're obviously in the, you know, the, the, the tax arena and obviously there's a couple of other tax professionals at this at this conference. Do you see that there's a dichotomy between what we're doing and, and what's commonly practiced? What what I see between the, the dichotomy I see is is that everybody wants the result without doing the work to get there and understanding it themselves. They want to to turn over not only their finances, but their knowledge and their understanding uh, and their responsibility, mm-hmm. yet they want the, the positive result. Yeah. And that that's what I think is most destructive here is nobody's willing to to look into these questions and really learn about it for themselves because they're either afraid of the consequences or they just they aren't willing to or whatever that you know a number of reasons but that that to me is the biggest thing is that, that there are so many people willing to turn over their financial understanding knowledge and their bank and checking accounts over to somebody else when that's the most important thing that they have mm-hmm. and that that's what they use every single day mm-hmm. that's what their retirement is going to be based on everything their entire life is so tied up in that i'm just amazed at how willing everybody is to turn it over to these so-called experts without forming their opinion um, on their own prior. Yeah, but it's been. I mean, that's been there. That's how we've all grown up. We've grown up with these expectations of what we of what we have to do, and it's kind of you know just we're just following. It's the hurt effect. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, you know, John Maynard Keynes talked talked a lot about that. If anything, he said that was that was right. Um, it, it would have been that that we all do in respect, and and I think I'm we're guilty of this as well yeah, because absolutely. we we there's these common things that are just accepted as doctrine, and we and we follow them blindly, and it's unfortunate because it it takes away from one of the greatest abilities that we have, which is the ability to think, and you know if you associate every amazing thing in life, it's all come from a human thought, and I think that once we start to delegate thought, delegate decision to other people. We lose that ability to be individualistic, and that's and that's destructive because here we might have you know these amazing solutions to these different problems, and if we're on this just this path of what the American does these days, which is go to work from nine to five, be on Facebook two hours a day, go home, watch The Bachelor, um, eat dinner, and go to bed. I mean that that's what society is, and what it is, it's 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 a brain off it's a brain off society, and people are really uh, you know their the their ability to to think is being diluted. And I'm not. I'm not sure if that's by design. Um, I, I, you can obviously point to conspiracy theory there, but we're really losing focus as to you know what our society, what our society is, and what what our responsibility is. Yeah. Well, and that's human tendency. It's it's easier to do those things, and if you're not actively doing something to improve yourself, you you don't just get to sit still. You're either advancing or, or you're, you're digressing. Yeah. And and that's the. I mean, the one of the speakers pointed out today. Without thought, we're nothing but a pool of lu- lukewarm water, right? Where our bodies are eighty percent water, we have to maintain a temperature yeah. of ninety-eight degrees. It's kind of funny analogy that that that's all we are unless we think. Yeah. So that that's what this was all about. It, it was a, a think tank. It mm-hmm. was to get people to think, you know, more about what they're doing and and realize that if you decide to do what everybody else is doing, guess what you're going to get? 
what everybody else gets. Yep. And if you look around, if I look around right now, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in the boat that everybody else is in. Yep. And so that, if, if nothing else, should help us wake up and say, okay, let's think about this and, and pick out what ideas are right and what ideas are wrong so that I can be better than, than I am today. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know, our, the, the mission at Paradigm Life is, is, is education, if, if anything. And it's mm -hmm. to really, you know, not to force you to do anything, but really kind of maybe incentivize you to, to open your mind up to, to different ideas. Look at different things that have worked for a long time and see if they would work, see if they would work for you. It's clear that there are some issues with, with society, especially when it comes to money these days. I mean, it's on the news headlines, you know, especially right now. They're trying to figure <clears throat> figure out this balanced budget amendment and the, you know, the, the deficit spending problem and the shortfall. And, I mean, th there's a lot of issues right now. And those issues just don't come about on a whim. Those issues come about because of fundamental flaws. And us as a society, us as a people, especially living in this free com uh, country, understanding those those primary principles of, of money is, is so important. And it's going to help help us in our daily lives, it's going to help with our contribution to others, it's going to help with our children, and I think at the end of the day it'll help as a, as a society. Um, and so, you know, our, our invitation to you is uh, is to educate yourself. Um, we we as a company tried to put, put out as much resource as possible. We've written a half a dozen articles, we do a blog post every couple of weeks, we put videos on YouTube, we have a Facebook, we're on Google Plus now. We're on Twitter, and we're putting out articles that are that are relevant to our mission. I think it, it's the mission of uh, of these speakers today, which is really to awaken people to the idea that our monetary system is flawed, and we, as you know, individuals, can actually take a role in helping to reform or change or abolish this this flawed system. And I think that once you have a lot of people doing that, the vision will start to catch catch on. Yep. So, you know, I'll echo what Patrick says. The, the resources are out there. Patrick's web, website is fantastic. Um, you know, Nelson Nash has one here that, that is, you know, infinite banking. It's be your own bank. Yep, become your own banker. Be, become yep. your own banker. Um, and then you, you can go on. There's a, there's a, if you Google Night of Clarity, you, you'll, the authors and, and the hosts of the, the evening, will, you'll pop up and you'll find them and you can follow them to their own blogs and their own websites. And the resources are there to, to go find out. And it doesn't take... Um, don't be intimidated by mm -hmm. the resumes of the people speaking mm -hmm. and even Patrick and myself who, who at least pretend to sound like we're educated. It's an idea that everybody can grasp. Yeah. Um, put a little effort into it. Don't be intimidated. Start with the basics yeah. and, and work your way up and, and you'll quickly learn and quickly catch on and understand what is being taught. And, and so... Yeah, because there's a large there's a large group of people that are you know that that are awakening to this. They're awakening to, to what's going on, and they're you know they're, they're putting stuff on Facebook, they're putting stuff on YouTube, and you know really trying to explain and and think about you know what's what's wrong with some of you know the main things that are going on with our financial system, and it's ex it's exciting to me. But yeah, there's there's a lot of resources out there. Um, you know these these guys they didn't write the book for for money. They have their ebook uh, for free. You can uh, you can email us at info <coughs> excuse me info at paradigmlife.net that's p a r a d i g m l i f e dot net and uh, and we'll send you off a, a free a free ebook we have permission permission to do that um, Carlos Lara who's one of the authors of this book you can go to his website which is uh, .com, uh or you go can go to Robert Murphy's website. Uh, which is RPM Consulting. 
uh, com. Um, so that's you know that that's kind of how we'll leave it today. We'll uh, we we hope everybody's surviving this this insane heat wave. Um, but you know that's the summer, so we're gonna probably be complaining in a couple months of the cold. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, go back and listen to previous podcasts. We have several years of podcasts. If you are a first time listener, um, go download a few articles that we that we have. Um, also, please stay tuned. Over the next couple months, we have a website that's coming out that's gonna have um, kind of a general course. It's absolutely free. General course on how you can learn about. Um, Infinite Banking has some videos on there, some spreadsheets and some other things, resources to basically just give you an idea of how the whole Infinite Banking concept works. Uh, Thanks for downloading this month's podcast and we'll talk to you next month.